0: From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Pro Hockey West Report is brought to you by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Summer Skates, rep your favorite player or your own team with personalized shower shoes or koozies, Go to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the Summer Skates banner. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of icetimehockeywest.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile to see how you can lock in your rates forever. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: Well, good Thursday evening to all of the hockey fans out there listening to us on the Podbean app or wherever you may be. Tonight, tonight it is the Pearl Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight still in Bakersfield, California. Three more nights including tonight. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh joining me from that beautiful championship city which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight?
2: Did you know that today is National Chicken Finger Day? So naturally, I had to have canes today, and it was good.
1: So I'm doing well. Nice, <laughs> nice, and a free plug for canes. It's just that they need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a free, a free plug for uh for canes. But uh, it was it was it was fantastic, and uh, I had to have it. It was National Chicken Finger Day, and of course I love chicken fingers. So yeah, I get it. I get. It. I
1: did not know that. You should have reminded me, so I could have had that. Because I ate pizza today.
2: Oh, that's all right. I love pizza too. Nothing.
1: nothing. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't National Pizza Day. That's the thing. That's the, that's nah, the point I'm getting at. <laughs> uh, no, and
2: and the other thing I want to mention too, I put this out on my Twitter today because I, I I was thinking about uh how hot it's been. Right, it's been the hottest July ever. They're talking about hottest. You know, it's like you know, it's the hottest it's ever been. Right, and, and it was so funny because we've talked about how cool it was during the winter and how wet it was and. And we didn't get to 100 degrees in Vegas until beginning of July, and so I reminded me of a tweet I put out when we had snow on the mountains here in Las Vegas back in March, and I said, well, "Remember this day when it's 110 degrees in July when we're all complaining how cold it is, and here we are in <laughs> <another laughs> 10 degrees, and it's hot, and, oh, we complain, tr- and the we're, Twitter we're longing machine. for those days of of <laughs> snow on the mountains and and cool weather." Well, people love the heat i i don't mind it in some cases but it does get unbearable at times at least with the winter months now granted there's places where it's really cold where i don't want to be either but at least with the cold that we get here you can bundle up in a nice jacket a sweater and you're fine In the summer you know you you can't undress layers and and probably and you're still going to be kind of uh feeling the heat so
1: <laughs> yeah i hear you it's uh it's one of those things that we we deal with as uh
2: it makes you want to be in a hockey rink right now that's for sure it,
1: it does and that's uh that's the crazy part of it is uh we we could be in hockey rinks very very soon because you watch the countdowns for all the teams steven and they're uh they're getting down to uh nearly two months away and um i want to start the show tonight off with some big news that came uh, as a part of the arizona coyotes organization they uh they signed their 2022 First round pick, number three overall, Logan Cooley, who had told everybody that he was going back to school to his uh, sophomore year at the University of Minnesota, has um, magically decided that uh, it was time to turn pro. It,
2: it's it's amazing. It, it's it never seems to be a dull moment when it, it involves the Coyotes. In this situation, it's it's cool. You talk about the uh, the fans of Minnesota and the Coyotes all like on pins and needles because Cooley was drafted everyone's okay he's he's he said he was leaving he's gonna he's gonna go to arizona he says nah, i think i'm gonna go back to minnesota and play another year there and and try to win you know words and then and then he changes his mind again and says nah, I'm, i think i'm gonna sign this contract now and and go play for arizona um he's still gonna play in a college rink for a home games. so i mean that's there's 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 Similarities there,
1: <laughs> maybe maybe he's getting the best of both worlds. He's getting the best of both college worlds. He's Playing ring, in the college professional ring. paycheck
2: exactly professional paycheck getting paid a little bit more than he would be in, in Minnesota, obviously. And
0: well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's something that's called the nil now, uh, really Stephen. So yes, who
2: knows
1: what he could actually make as that's a uh, he especially easy... in a ho-
2: especially in a hockey hotbed that is Minnesota and and that in that program, which has is is that of
1: true? Are they really? A... Well, you wouldn't let me ask you somebody. Spend,
2: you spent a, a time or two in Minnesota.
1: Let, let me ask somebody from there. Yeah. That's a hockey <laughs> out <outfit>. there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but if Paul Hornstein is listening, now he's giving me a, a New York salute because <laughs> cause him and I uh, butt heads all the time about whether New York or Minnesota has got the most. Uh, uh, the, the best talent. How about that? Anyway, uh, um, it's so interesting we'll-
2: because in this article, it says the signing, it's an about face from Cooley because, uh, he said at the end of May that the coyotes failed bid to build a new arena in Tempe had influenced his decision to return to university of Minnesota for another season. But then here we are today. <laughs> and now he's, and, uh, so I mean, I guess don't
1: push me, don't push me. I
2: guess maybe the coyotes have convinced him, you know, we've, we've got plans. We, we, we think something's gonna come together for an arena. Just bear with us and and start your. I got the career. salute, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just come and come and start your career with you know. Come and start now, and uh, and you can be part of this building of the rebuilding of the Arizona Coyotes, I guess, and, and oh, what they want. <laughs>
1: Why? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> you, you just start off and you just keep, start keep your keep me. your
2: blood pressure low here. Don't get yeah. <laughs>
1: I know. I don't need that right now. Anyway. You're the one that wanted
2: to start off the show with this. So,
1: <laughs> well, because it is big news, is big and news you're stuff. correct. He had decided that he was going back to the University of Minnesota, and um, he did have an about face. And it's not surprising that it came after development camp. I'm going to, I'm going to tell the company line here and say that he had a really good time at development camp and really saw his skills up against other uh, professionals or soon to be professionals and said, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready now. Um, well, and I, it's, and it's
2: important too. sorry to cut, cut in there, but I think it's also important too, because we see this in other sports, you know, if, if you miss your opportunity now, you don't know what the the next round or the next class or two are going to be like. They could be really better, and you might get down in the shot. I mean, Cooley is a really good player. I think people are saying he could even contend with with Bedard for Rookie of the Year and stuff like that. But um, but I think it's it's interesting that you you don't want to miss this opportunity because let's say you go back to school for a year and then you know you have to prove yourself again. You may you may you may be able to get better and better than but what else does he have to prove at the college level? So now he gets to come to the pro pro level and, and start. And if anything, yes, it's, it's with Arizona, but he can, he can, I'm sure he's going to find a spot on the NHL team. He'll start playing pro NHL games or at least the AHL, at the very worst. But I'm sure he'll be on the NHL team. And then he can start to, sh- other people can start to see him at that level and, and maybe get opportunities. If it doesn't eventually work out for in Arizona, maybe somewhere else. So I think it's the right move for him, but, because you want to take if, if the opportunity presents itself you take it because sometimes it's risky if you decide oh i'm gonna go back for another year and, and that's not to say that i'm not a plug for it. I, I think it's great when college players decide they, it's important for them to go back for school or for whatever but i think it's also if, if if you have that opportunity you were drafted you're you're a highly you know skilled player that's up there towards the top you take the opportunity if it's presented to you. even if it's with a team like the coyotes which quite right now is kind of in limbo about their future, whether they're going to stay in Arizona, or if they're going to move to Salt Lake or, or these other rumblings that are happening right now.
1: Well, I mean, we could take both sides of this and uh, go on for about six hours. Um, we won't do that. I just wanted to get the announcement out there that it has been made. Um, good or bad. I don't know. I mean, there's insurance contracts. So if you're thinking about injury, uh, I'm sure he was fully protected um insurance wise, should something happen to him his final year at Minnesota. Um I I have heard some things. I'm not gonna go public with them, um, but I have a feeling, and I think I've told you and uh, my co-host on the NCAA shows that this was um yeah, there's been some rumblings. Let's just put it that way. I don't think I need as to why he came back. And I also think that there's a going to be some serious news coming out about the Coyotes and their location uh, going forward. We know they're going to play at Mullet this year. Uh, they're under contract with Mullet Arena, and uh, the, it's not an easy contract to break because you're talking about not only um, the contract for the ice time and block dates and all that, but you're also talking about all the people that are employed uh, for these games, and that's that's a lot of games. That's 42 uh home game the forty one home games and the possibility of playoffs. so oh, well, um, you
2: went there, at possibility of playoffs, that's right.
1: <laughs> well, you always gotta go there, right? Yeah. You always have to go there. I, I'm not saying that there's a there's a chance that there's the preseason get, games too, although like, I
2: think their preseason schedule is all going to be different It's always on
1: the road, yeah, it's always yeah. on the road, so they'll play different places but um i i, I would not be a bit surprised if uh, there were some announcements made uh very soon sometime between now and and December. Um, that give the coyotes a new home and not being in Arizona. Um, here's the deal: if if they had plans A, B, C, and D, like they said as as fallback, if they didn't get the building in Tempe, um, I would have thought by now you would have you would have been maybe make some headway. Uh, that vote was in May, so you had the rest of May, you had June, you've had July now, and you haven't. An, you know, announced anything or broken ground or anything. So let's say that just for argument's sake, but you break ground on August 1st on a, on a new building somewhere, you're not going to be in that building for at least two years. So that would mean you're going to have to play at Mullet arena this year, the following year. And, and if not the entire next year, a good portion of it. So, you know, I mean this, if they're staying in Arizona, it's going to be, a uh, two- to three-year plan before they're able to even get out of there and into another building, and I don't know how they survive it, to be honest with you, because, yeah, you sell out 4,400 seats or whatever they have, but but that's not enough revenue to, uh, to support an NHL franchise. Let's just face it, it's not and um you know the limited amount of advertising they can do and the the parking and tickets and the revenue from from sales and all of that stuff it's just not a good environment for what would now be a five-year plan then it would be this last year this year and two or two or three more years that that's too long it's too long for anybody to survive and um i just i just don't see it happening but you know i've been wrong before maybe i will be again but anyway congrats logan cool anytime you sign a professional contract that is a big step for you i kind of a bummer for the university of minnesota who uh has him pegged as one of their best ever after just one season
2: or as paul hornstein says the other maroon and gold team
1: Nice, you're picking up on that. Good job. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Anyway. He goes from he goes from he's, he
2: goes from playing at the other maroon and gold team to now being in the building of the maroon and gold team <laughs> that uh Paul you,
1: best. You can't stop it, can you? You just you <laughs> you caught up in this thing and you can't stop, can you?
2: But you know, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he'll maybe he'll play in in Salt Salt Lake City. I mean, there is a lot of uh, talk about that area right now, and. And there's a push to try to get hockey up there, NHL hockey up there, and and uh, the owner of the Utah Jazz is kind of involved in trying to get something to go in there, and and there's there's a talk about getting major league more major league teams up there, and and uh, and but I think they maybe want a team from scratch, but maybe if it's a relocated team, also it wouldn't be be the worst thing in the world. But um, I think at some point there will be a team there, but it's just a matter of will it be an, a new team or will it be a, will it be a relocated team from maybe Arizona or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, I think it's safe to say that uh, you will see uh, Logan Cooley in Henderson because guess what? Is, what was announced between our show last week and our show this week? You have big news from Henderson, don't you? And Vegas, and Summerlin.
2: <laughs> yes, well, uh, that's an interesting. Uh, there's going to be some uh, traveling back and forth there, but
1: uh, it's. It is exciting. Oh, come on! Stop! 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 <laughs> Don't tell me about traveling back and forth when you're going from Anderson to Summerlin. No. Oh my goodness! No, stop a, it. it! It's a little stop bit. Stop it! Dri-
2: it's a little bit of a drive.
1: No, it is not. Stop <laughs> it!
2: It's a little bit of a drive. It's a little bit more of a drive than last year when we had to go from Tech CU Arena to the Horn Drink, which was basically just a few feet away. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. I'll give, I'll give than, you that. But how about better, the year prior to that?
2: Well, as I said the year prior to that it was Glendale Glendale and and uh, Scottsdale so there was a little bit of a a little bit of a with with the Phoenix traffic which it was which was no fun. <laughs> so uh,
1: <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway. So so I think we badged out Phoenix enough today. <laughs> yeah, tell us the announcement.
2: Yeah. so it, this is great cuz it means no traveling for for us or for me at least it's right here in basically my backyard. Uh, It's the uh, rookie face-off, which is going to come back to Las Vegas. Uh, 2023 rookie face-off is going to be played in September. Uh, It was hosted by Vegas previously in 2018. It's going to be 15th through the 18th. Uh, The six teams participating, of course, will be the Golden Knights, um, as well as the Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, Colorado Avalanche, LA Kings, San Jose Sharks, the same teams that have been participating in this. Um, it'll be a four-day event: three games on the fifteenth, two on the sixteenth, one on the seventeenth, and then the eighteenth will be the concluding day when uh, each of the six teams will take the ice one last time. Uh, we talked about the traveling because it will be it will be two venues, mostly at City National Arena, but two VGK games of that day will be at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. So the uh, the schedules are the first day this 15th of september at 1 p.m it'll be the sharks and the kings at uh, city national arena that'll be on one rink the summerland hospital rink and then game two will be arizona and colorado that'll be at 3 30 p.m time at city national but it'll be on the the other rink, the ghost energy rink uh, which i think has been just newly renamed because it used to be the star nursery rink so they must have just renamed that uh game three the uh, the ducks and the golden knights at the Dollar Loan Center at 7 p.m. So there's a there's enough time in there between 3:30 and 7. Uh, you know there'll be a little bit of traffic, to, but I mean you know there's a little bit of traffic from that going there. But there's enough time I think for people to, if they want to go from City National to the Dollar Loan Center to get there uh, in time. So it's not too bad. Um, Saturday the 16th there'll be two games: Arizona, the Kings and the Coyotes 3:30 uh, p.m. City National Arena, and then the Golden Knights and the Sharks. 7 p.m. Dollar Loan Center. Sunday, it's just one game. It's going to be the the Colorado Avalanche and the Ducks at 1 p.m. City National Arena. And then Monday, the 18th, all the games at City National Arena. This is the last day, so the, the early morning games. 10 a.m. the uh, Coyotes and the Sharks, and then the Ducks and the Kings at 12:30, and then the Colorado Avalanche and the Kings at 3 p.m. So, um, so great, great that that. It's interesting because you think, well, maybe they could just do it out in Henderson, they have uh, – well, let me think about it because they just renamed the building, The um, America First Center <laughs> out there in Henderson used to be lifeguard, but it's now been renamed to the America First Center. And it, you would think they could do and – and then Dollar Loan Center would be like 10 minutes away, so it would be right there. But obviously you want to – the Golden Knights are hosting it. They want to showcase City National Arena, of course, every chance they get. So it's there. And, uh, and so – but the Golden Knight games, two of them at least, will be at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. So – it's kind of cool there to get to play at the AHL uh, rink too. Just like last year, we, the Sharks got to play their game at well, two of the three games each day were at Tech CU Arena, so so that was cool. So uh, obviously different than 2018 because 2018 we didn't have an we didn't have the AHL team here yet. We didn't have didn't have Lifeguard or America First Center, whatever you want to call it now. And then Dollar Loan Center was, not so everything was at City National Arena. and They bounced back between the different rinks, but now. With the Dollar Loan Center being there, it's an opportunity to continue to showcase that place and have a couple of games there, Golden Knight hosted games there, so uh, I think it's great, and like I said, the traveling, not, not too bad, even though we were joking about it a few minutes ago, but not too bad, uh, it's not not that bad of a drive, it's a pretty simple drive right down the 215 freeway and from, from Summerland to Henderson, I've had to do it a, couple, a few times, and it's not too bad, so um yeah i think
1: you've had to do it a couple of times stop it <laughs> you've done it a bunch of times <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway from, so from, uh, from further from further <laughs> yeah and, and to talk about um the uh the rookie faceoff, if you've never been to one i i encourage fans to get out and watch it because these are really the next stars uh of the nhl teams and you know for us it's a majority all six of the teams are within our coverage area. We're only missing. Um, what are we missing? Uh, two, uh, no, we'll have Tucson. Who are? We're missing
2: two the, well, we're missing the Canadian teams. We're yes, missing the. Yes, we're missing yeah. the Coachella because they're with Seattle, yes. and you're missing. You're missing Bakersfield. They're with Edmonton. So, um, and then I think there's one more I'm, I'm missing. Right, Calgary. In Calgary, yeah. So the two, the two, the two county the two teams. Uh, yeah. You're missing. Uh, you're missing Coachella. Coachella.
1: Valley and. And Bakersfield.
2: And Bakersfield, yeah. So that's the four there. Yeah, that's
1: the four. So anyway, six of our 10 teams will be there. So it's a great chance for us to get a chance to, to, um, you know, see those players and kind of get a feel for not only what the NHL team might look like, but also the American Hockey League team, which is, uh, what we do primarily. And, um, you know, it's just a really fun atmosphere because everybody's there. You get to see them and, and kind of interact with them and the media. Uh, is usually pretty good. You're able to get some one-on-one stuff. So, um, you know, we'll look forward to it. And I know Vegas has done it before and I know they'll do a great job again. So Vegas slash Henderson. And uh, like you said, having the opportunity to have a couple of Vegas games played at uh, uh, Henderson at the Dollar Loan Center is is cool. That's a great, uh, great facility and a lot of people uh, really enjoy it. So, Anyway, that's, uh, that's what's going on in that part of it. I'm in Bakersfield and, um, I thought maybe we should talk a little bit about Bakersfield first time time I've been here.
2: I'm not going to do the, the. What is it like there? I mean, how's it been uh, in Bakersfield? (laughs) Other than
1: you're not going to do that, or you are. (laughs) Other than you had
2: some car problems, but you got that fixed from a really good uh, mechanic, though, which you've plugged on the last two podcasts. And if you want to do it here again, you can. But uh, uh, so you got that repaired, and uh, you're there in the home of Buck Owens, and. Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, and uh, windmills, and uh, oil, oil wells, oil wells, and
1: uh, condors,
2: and condors. Yes, and most importantly, <laughs> of course, the condors. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I will tell you, it's an interesting city from a very a bunch of various uh, aspects. And I'll tell you that when I got here, I had no expectations. I had no idea where I was going, but I knew I had to get here, um, being part of our coverage here, I needed to see it. I haven't seen Abbotsford yet. Haven't seen. Um, Calgary lately, Um, but anyway, uh, for the American teams that we cover, I've now been to all of them and had a chance to see their buildings, their city, um, what it's like, and it's very uh, different is what I'm going to say in California, and you know, uh, with me being relocated now, I'll have uh, San Diego and Coachella Valley, and we'll have Ontario or Bakersfield um, all right within this you know little 150 mile radius and when i when i go from place to place even it's strange because coachella valley completely different than bakersfield bakersfield completely different than san diego san diego different than ontario so they're all unique in their ways and i think one of the things that caught me off guard was the oil wells i didn't know that they produce so much oil here and then i started thinking okay well um the oilers in edmonton we know there's oil up there um and now oil in bakersfield so they kind of tie together they used to be an echl franchise in tulsa they are not there anymore but that was oil as well correct
2: yeah, that was the tulsa oilers which are still correct. around i believe
1: they're around but they're not the affiliate of edmonton anymore they're
2: not yeah, i don't who's, believe who's their echl affiliate
1: um, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that, but I don't believe that's uh, th- that's their affiliate. But anyway, so spending the week here in uh, Bakersfield and getting to uh, just to, to see everything and see the people and uh, it, it's neat. The downtown Stephen is is old, well, with right? With the Anaheim
2: Ducks, we should have known now. they're Anaheim Ducks uh, affiliate. Total yes. Oilers.
1: Yep. Um, and um, when you. When you go downtown Bakersfield, it's, it's old. It takes you back to the sixties almost. I mean, there's a, there's an F.W. Woolworth store. You ever seen them? Ever heard of them?
2: Well I'm only I'm only in my 30s so I don't, <laughs> I might be a little uh predate my uh predate me uh but uh but that but obviously you've been around a little bit longer so you probably probably just Oh shut up. Anyway <laughs> brought you back to your your youthful days we'll just call it your Yeah youthful well days.
1: they're called the five and dime cuz they used to sell stuff for 5 cents and 10 cents. Way back when. Wow, we've come and a long they, way they, since then. <laughs> yeah, they still have a FW Woolworth store here. They have antiques. They have Antique Mall. Um, one thing I always get is a diagonal parking, uh, which you see in small towns in the Midwest. So a lot of times I'm I'm driving around Bakersfield. and I'm saying like this is really more of a Midwest town to me than it is uh, a California town. Now when when we leave on Sunday and venture back to LA, it's going to change in a hurry. I mean, you're going to get 60, 70 miles down the road, and you're going to realize you're back in Southern California. But um, Bakersfield, unique on its own. Their uh, their hockey team, really really good. Uh, you sent me some stuff on uh, on some of the stuff, and I want to start off by saying they have a new assistant coach. You sent me that one as well. I knew that because I I saw the announcement come across my uh, email. Yeah. But um, it, <laughs> by the way, but before we get into
2: that, I, you were talking about seeing. I, I was thinking about this just as we were talking about, you know, seeing uh, things from, from years past. Uh, I It's it's even sad now that the generation today doesn't even know, doesn't really even know what a blockbuster is. Now, that's something from my, you don't see blockbusters anymore. And that's a 90s, early what, 2000s thing. What's and, a blockbuster? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so <laughs> that's only like how, a couple of. <laughs> how about a
1: payphone? A payphone, Right. And uh,
2: or, or even a, a VHS player or a DVD player, people don't even use those anymore. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting how these things generationally go. But
1: anyways. let me tell you what was the coolest thing. One of the coolest things I ever did when I was uh, um, doing some some work while playing golf. Um, I, uh, I did uh, telemarketing sales. Or I took inbound calls for um, a, a company that ran infomercials. Right. Um, this is way back. You know, what an infomercial is.
2: <laughs> yeah. do you know I know what an infomercial is Yeah. That's, okay. the guy gets on the TV and screams really loud it tells you why you need to buy this product and they flash the number 50 times and you can get something for 8 yeah. easy payments of whatever. yes,
1: good stuff and uh, I used to take calls for them and uh, one of the coolest things was they had a dual deck VHS player where you could put uh, a VHS tape in one side and a blank tape in the other side and actually record on it Record from back to VHS to VHS, when I thought that was really cool back in the day. Um, gone by the wayside now; nobody uses them. <laughs> I'm just,
2: I'm just bummed that I didn't. I saw this a few weeks ago too, and we'll get to hockey stuff back in a minute here. But I, I was bummed I didn't. The first i the first edition iPhone. I wish I would have known at the time. You don't think about it until after the fact. To keep that, you know, thinking something as as generational as the iPhone, to keep that, never open it, buy the, the original price, and then what, $15, 16. Seventeen years later, sell it at an auction for over a hundred thousand dollars, which happened recently. I'm just thinking, man, it's called a why great investment. I, why didn't I do that? Why <laughs> did not I do that with the iPhone? You know, because I, the very first edition iPhone, I think, and not to open it and stuff to, to think that this is going to be something that's going to be worth something someday. Something as as uh, groundbreaking as that was at the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Who knew? Anyway. Oh well. Uh, we'll so just continue to is- do
2: these podcasts <laughs> and stay in the meantime until I think of something to make. <laughs>
1: oh, shush. <laughs> Turn an investment on. Uh, the Bakersfield Condors added a new coach. And by the way, he's a native of Burnsville, Minnesota. So all good things connect back to Minnesota, don't they?
2: Well, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> I don't know about that. But that's so the say. new
1: assistant coach, and I believe I'm going to get this right. It's Nate DiCasimero. Um If I don't, Nate, I'm sorry, because uh, we will get in touch and uh, have a conversation, I'm sure. Uh Coming over as, uh, after spending two years as an assistant with the uh, AHL's Iowa Wild, the place that Steven dreams of watching a hockey game at, Iowa. Um, I like that,
2: with with the Field (laughs) of Dreams being there. He said that where dreams are, whatever that movie is where they say dreams are.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so uh, congratulations to uh, to Nate uh, for being named an assistant coach here with the Condors. Um, And uh, he'll be joining, of course, uh, Keith McCambridge, goaltending coach Sylvain Rodrigue and, um, video coordinator, Chris Horn, along with the, uh, the, uh, head coach, Colin chalk. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, his role. Uh, I know the uh, Condors are extremely excited to have him on board. He's a very talented, very smart hockey coach and they all are, but uh, I think he's going to be a really good fit here. So, um, we also want to talk about some of the players you sent me the, uh, the list. So before we go to break, uh, let's go over that list that you sent me, uh, of the condors. And, and I know we talk about all the other teams as well, but, uh, when I'm in a location, I think it's important that we talk maybe a little bit more about them. So, um, that list that you sent me, Stephen, you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Sure. It's on the condors website, bakersfieldcondors.com. It's a list of their, uh, it's an off season player tracker players that are under contract um, signed by either Edmonton or Bakersfield players that are going to be coming back or maybe players that they've, they've picked up Uh, then down at the bottom, it talks about the restricted free agents and then unrestricted free agents. And, and if they've signed elsewhere or or whatever. So it kind of gives you an idea of, of the makeup of the team. And, and then you go through the the list, you know, a lot of the guys are coming back, but you know, I look at, I see it, it. the goaltending core there with, with Ryan, with Ryan Fante, uh Tyler Parks, who's in a one-year AHL deal, Calvin Pickard. This is uh, going to be year two of a, of a um, two-year NHL contract. Uh, and then Olivia Rodrigue uh, signed a one-year deal. So he's, he's in the goaltending mix. Um, and then I look down at the defensive side and a name that sticks out to me just because of from his Henderson days is Connor Cochran. They, uh, they picked up a uh, Connor Cochran who's, Signed a um, one-year AHL deal, and you know he comes over from Henderson. henderson Also from down in the ECHL, he's played down there a lot, but played some games with Henderson. So it's a good pickup for them. And yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of these guys are are, are back. Let, or, let me add or, to it.
1: Let me yeah. add to it. Uh, Ryan Fanti, a former Bulldog, um from my alma mater at University of Minnesota Duluth, so. That's exciting. Cam Deneen, uh, been with the Roadrunners, been uh, a bunch of different places, but a very solid defensive player. Uh, ben Gleason is also another really good defensive player. And I'm not taking take away from anything, we're just highlighting some of the players. Uh, when you go to the offensive side, a couple names that jump out at me all the time is Brad Malone coming back again. The ageless wonder. You talk about Adam Cracknell. Um, Brad Malone has nearly caught him, uh, although Brad is 34. But he's... He has been around that Edmonton slash Bakersfield um, lineup for a long, long time. So, uh, former University of North Dakota player and Brad Malone uh, will be back. Um, Carter Savoy uh, coming back again with the uh, was with the Denver Pioneers and uh, has signed the a contract.
2: His, this is believe it or not, this is already his third year. Crazy of his NHL uh, deal. It, his NHL deal.
1: So. That's crazy. And and the name that really jumped out at me, and you know me and Cameron Wright from Denver, um, Cam Wright on this roster now after yeah. spending uh, last year with Colorado and never really got a shot in Colorado. He spent a lot of time in the ECHL. So I think Cam's looking to, uh, to make an AHL roster, and Did, uh, we'll see what didn't happens. You
2: name, didn't you title a feature at some point, something about all the right buttons or something?
1: Pushing I mean, all the it? right buttons, sure.
2: Something about that, or when he was when he was still with uh, Denver.
1: I don't, I don't come up with nicknames. That's Paul Hornstein. I never, <laughs> uh, never come up with them. Although I think he already went to bed. He's he went to yeah, bed. It's it's yeah. late.
2: It's late in uh, in New York. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so it's gonna be great to have Cam Wright right here. When you look at the uh, the group that is unsigned at the moment, the Ageless Wonder as well, Jason Demers, still unsigned. I can't imagine that they don't pick him up and sign him. Just for the veteran presence and the durability that he brings to the roster, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, and we talked about this last last week, I think it was Uh, Tyler Benson, who had been with the Oilers or the Condors for a bit, uh, is now going to be signed with Henderson. So that's that's interesting because uh, I think Tyler Benson did pretty good against Henderson and was certainly a big part of Bakersfield's success against um, well Henderson and, and certainly the other. Teams that they played, but had real success against Henderson, and and now he's going to be on the other side of it playing for Henderson. So that ought to be very helpful for the Silver Knights to be able to combat uh, the Condors, because I think out of all the teams that the Silver Knights have have played in these uh, first three seasons, the Condors have kind of given. They've played them the most, especially that first season when it was the the COVID season. They were playing the Condors a lot, and then uh, and they've Condors have beaten the Silver Knights pretty good uh, in the in the three years. So uh, that should be helpful for for the Silver Knights as they look to try to um, get back to where they want to be, especially with new head coach and everything. So, know um, the Condors too. You know, that's going to be a loss for them. But uh, you know, some of these other guys that they've signed maybe will help will help fill that void. But uh, you know, the Condors have been kind of a team that's you know they they have really good stretches and then they have like really they struggle a bit. And, you know, and that can be various factors whether players get called up or, you know, in injuries or or different things. But, um, you know, they've been kind of a middle of the pack team the last couple of years. Last year they they don't make out of the first round. They have to go to Abbotsford, and they lose up there. The year prior, they're the other the higher seed, so they host Abbotsford and, and win that series, and then they then they end up losing the second round. So, um, I'm sure they would love to be a lot better too. So. Um, we'll see what the Condors' makeup is when the final rosters come together and everything. But with with the Oilers and stuff, so it's uh, we'll see. But yeah, losing the guy like Benson is probably going to be uh, certainly a subtraction for them. But you know, there's always other players out there that can you know fill uh, fill that void, I guess, in a way.
1: And those players will probably come from the uh, rookie faceoff. So kind uh, t- kind of tying everything all back to uh the lead story basically for tonight's show the rookie face-off back in vegas okay let's the do this steve too, let's take a the, break the other yep, thing too but... is
2: is bailey still an unrestricted free agent uh, mcfalls is still an unrestricted free agent uh, luke esposito is going to go over to overseas and play with the osberger panthers uh, i think maybe that's denmark i might have to see what del means and uh, drake Reisma, uh is, is going to play in slovakia so a couple guys going to go try overseas and and play over there. But, um, but yeah.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Let's do this. Uh, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and talk some more. The pro hockey West report.
0: So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads. Yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it, but when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegris. And they score
1: on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel.
0: Gensel. Gensel banks Gensel.
1: it towards the goalie score. Kale McCarr.
0: Kale McCarr campus before the nhl stage whether you're a fan or a player nothing compares to college hockey visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey after a hard day at work or a long week what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease at the spaghetti shack we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else the Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location, 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480 687 2485. Or order online at thespaghetti shack.com. From ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report.
1: Indeed, it is the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Strandy with you tonight from bakersfield california where it was the toasty 100 plus again today um not phoenix not vegas but uh, definitely warm um my co-host is always from that championship city of las vegas nevada steven marsh joining me okay steven we kind of hashed over um some of the big news the uh the rookie face-off we talked about some things happening right here in bakersfield we talked about logan cooley signing his elc um, but there's some awards handed out again too. And, um, boy, I mean, award season doesn't seem to end And in college hockey. It's about grade point averages and all that stuff. And, uh, in the, uh, the pro ranks, there's more. So the AHL has a few winners, don't they?
2: Yeah. Some of these award awards came from their meetings in Tucson when they had those a couple of months ago, right after the call to cup final, actually it started when the call to cup final was still going on, but and then then they had another meeting, the Board of Governors annual meeting at Hilton Head, South Carolina. Oh boy, talk about a place to have those. That's a, like what a nice place to have those meetings. <laughs> um, but yes, a uh, couple of awards, uh, Brian Helmer, Vice President for Hockey Operations for Hershey Bears. This has got the uh, James C. Hendy Memorial Award, which is given to the outstanding executive in the American Hockey League for 22, 23. Uh, Rockford Icehawks, president of hockey operations, general manager Mark Bernard got the Thomas e- uh, Ebright award in his career contributions to the uh AHL. Um, you know, and somebody a uh, guy from Lavelle Rocket uh got the got an award. S- to, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Vallant. Sebastian Vallant, yep, former director of marketing events for for them for last season. So that then uh, then you look at some of the awards that were given during the the um uh, awards in Arizona or the, uh, means in Arizona. Actually this, this I think was also that the, uh, means just recently, uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds got the team of the year award and Dustin Wolf of the Calgary Wranglers got the, uh, player of excellence, uh, president's Award. So very cool there. Of course, the, you know how good the Firebirds inaugural season was, uh, we're one, one away from winning the, uh, Calder cup championship. So, uh, they, they also, um, Set benchmarks in all areas of their business operations, including ticket sales, corporate revenue, fan experience, which, of course, you were there for many of those playoff games and can attest to that part of it. A league record for total attendance in a a single postseason, so great there. And, of course, for Dustin Wolf, had one of the finest seasons ever by an AHL goaltender in 22-23. Led the league in every – which seems – because he had a really good season the year before and had a really outstanding season this past season. Led the league in every major statistical category whilst backstopping Calgary to the best record in the AHL. He got the uh, uh, alders baz Bastian Memorial Award also as the AHL's outstanding goaltender. Second year in a row he got that. Uh, captured the Henry Hap holmes Memorial Award, which is given to goaltenders on the team that allows the fewest goals in the regular season, which, which that was the case. And became just the eighth different goaltender in AHL history to be voted league MVP. Wolf was also the co-winner of the MVP at the 2023 All-Star Challenge and made his NHL debut with the Calgary Flames on April 12th, stopping 23 shots in a 3-1 win over San Jose. So it's pretty. Yeah, he's not any
1: good, but he can't play in the NHL because he's too small. Oh, go. Forget it, man. If he can <laughs> stop the puck, and let me tell you what, that kid can jump almost to the top of the crossbar and skates. So um, let's, uh, let's uh, congratulate Justin and Let's give him a shot in the NHL and see what he can do. Uh, forget the, the size BS. The Wolf I of, mean, that's uh, something Formerly else.
2: the Wolf of Stockton, now the Wolf of Calgary. And, and
1: yeah, something. I like that. I like that. The Wolf of Stockton. That's what I called him. And then, uh, and then the Wolf of Calgary. But um, we missed one uh, of the uh, other leagues, uh, Judd Ritter. Uh, an official got the Michael Condon Memorial Award, so uh, can't forget about our f- officials. They're uh, extremely important as well. So, well, I didn't want to miss it. I just
2: didn't want to. I wanted you to get in on this too. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay, <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> there's other I was ones Thinking too. of me. Always thinking of there's, me, aren't you?
2: There's team business service awards that were given out too. Um, you know, th- different teams are recognized for that. Uh, we, we mentioned a couple teams for. Uh, The Western side of things, of course, teams that we we focus on, but uh, season ticket sales revenue growth, uh, Toronto Marley's for that. Also, San Jose Barracuda getting that. Um, Obviously, having a a new building for the Barracuda uh, helps with that. Um, Lavelle Rockets and Henderson Silver Knights earned awards for corporate sponsorship sales growth, which – uh, I can attest to with Silver Knights they certainly do a good job with getting the sponsorships it seems like they that the, the building is is in, in the on air broadcast with Prime because everything's a an ad read or something so which is what we're trying to do here we're trying to get me busy with these ad reads and stuff so uh, that's that's important obviously so uh, sponsorships a big part of that so they're good at that and they also Toronto Marley's, and also Henderson getting an award for or were recognized for their group ticket sales growth too so um great things there and for that. And, and then how about this one?
1: The Colorado Eagles get the Western, um, uh, conference, um, recognition for outstanding fan experience because they use cowbell no yeah, i'm just kidding yeah, yeah that I'm must be kidding. yeah that's that, that must be what it is i was thinking the but, same
2: thing i knew you were going to go there you just love those cowbells <laughs> you that's an skit. we need more cowbells no you we don't, we don't <laughs> not, not there they got plenty there as i always as I, as I i think i tweeted out one time i said no no need for more cowbells there's plenty here already
1: <laughs> exactly and uh so congratulations to all the award winners I know the roadrunners were also recognized For the outstanding marketing campaign of el lazo el lazo yeah you gotta love that so uh, a lot of our our teams out here did really well
2: well and the colorado eagles got were chosen for unique community relations initiative when they did a pot of gold night oh man that's a that's a place that needed to be a pot of gold i could use a pot of gold right now
1: (laughs) wow they miss that
2: (laughs) i missed that night (laughs) and then the henderson silver knights were honored for and and not so surprised here for unique social media content for their anchorman parody schedule announcement, which we played last year when we had the video uh, pro hockey West report show with the, uh, with the guys all fighting and stuff. I, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that was from anchorman when that came out to, that there was a parody of that. And of course this year could win an award for, for next year because they, they seem like they topped themselves when they did like a WWE kind of a wrestling type thing with their schedule release uh, announcement. So uh, we'll see, but there was some good videos with that. So, Yeah. So congrats to everybody getting recognized for, for different things. And, and that just shows you how great we have some great teams in this. um, Well, all the teams are great, but some teams really go above and beyond to make those uh, importance uh, recognitions for their uh, content and, and their uh, ticket departments and sponsorships and fan engagements and all that sort of stuff.
1: Well, let me tell you this. I think there's a ton of peer pressure and it, it, uh, it moves around us, specifically with the teams that we cover in the Pacific Division. Because when I see these places, they're all trying different things and new things, and sometimes they're trying things that um, were, were done by another AHL team or something. So uh, they're all, it's, it's a peer pressure to create the environment that um somebody else has so uh Coachella Valley picked up on it really quickly did an outstanding job and kept their fans engaged and now it's it's moving around and, and every team's trying to to come up with their own little niche but yet still not not go away from the things that work right if it works and it's not broke don't uh, don't mess with it just uh, leave it the way it is so uh congratulations to all of them as well i want to touch before we get cuz we're going to finish the show by uh, an event that you went to with the Vegas Golden Knights. And and I think it's really awesome. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, I just want people to know what our goals are, what we're attempting to do for um, our AHL coverage for the Pro Hockey West Report and i don't even know if i've told you all this yet Stephen. probably not so you're gonna hear it for the first time
2: <laughs> that's usually how that's usually how i find these things out is when we do this show every week that's how i get all my ice time hockey west
1: uh, business news here
2: is uh, anyway we do these shows
1: uh, anyway uh the goal this year is to do a couple of things um and i got you all nervous with this one because you misread it I said, it's it's going to be our seven-minute spotlight. Yeah, I thought and- that
2: was – when I first read that, when I, when I was out doing it outside, so I didn't – I saw it and think, something. What's this? And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's that's not – I thought it's a Steven spotlight. I like, oh, there's going to be a Steven spotlight? Oh, no, I don't I've my own segment thing. But, no, it's a seven-minute uh, spotlight thing.
1: So, anyway, our goal is to sit down with players, coaches, administrators, fans, whoever – Uh, each week and try to find some of the uh, seven-minute spotlight so it's a short seven-minute interview uh, but just to do do a little bit behind the scenes everybody knows what their numbers are and they see them on the ice and they know their highlight reel and all that but what do you know about some of the players and coaches and and people behind the scenes so that's something that I'm uh, I'm working on right now to try to get that set for the start of the hockey season this year Um, I also want to touch on a lot of the teams that we have in our area and kind of keep them to the forefront as often as possible. So we'll be doing that and we'll carry some stuff over into the, uh, NHL ranks. So I know you'll be, uh, at a lot of uh, Vegas golden Knights games and I hope to get to some, uh, Kings ducks games here in uh, the LA area. And, um, so we'll, we'll kind of follow some of the guys that are making the moves, jumping up, uh, from the AHL to the NHL, Sh- yeah. you know, surely you saw that in Henderson to Vegas, in a Stanley Cup run,
2: that's the fun part about it. Yes, I was very fortunate this season to be very close with the uh, Golden Knights and the Silver Knights, but we have as close of access as I've, I've had since I've started doing this with you, and and to be, be able to have go to all the games, and of course the playoff run, the Stanley Cup, which we want to remind people that the Golden Knights are Stanley Cup chances. Wanted to get that in there, um, but uh, yes, it was. Uh, it's, you can send the hate mail to me, I guess, <laughs> or the, jealousy mail or whatever you want to call it, but. Um, but yes, it's what is cool is, is to see, and, and and yes, I mean the Mark Stones and the and the and the NHL guys. It's 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 great to be around them and stuff. But I got I, what really got me excited this season when I got to go in the locker rooms and stuff. Especially when players got called up, like you saw, uh, you saw like a Paul Cotter, somebody that was an NHL guy. He became an NHL guy this year. Was on the team all year. Didn't play in the playoffs, but but was a big part of the regular season at times, and, and was on the the team all year. Lo- you know loved. Talking with him, a couple few times that I did one on one with him, just in in, in a non formal say not on camera or anything. Just talking with him and and you know knowing him from his AHL days and having that, and then you know and then you see these guys as they come up, like a Braden Bahal getting some time there, like Dora coming up, and and these um, other guys, you know, um, Ron Bierg when he got an opportunity, uh, a decision when he was here before he got uh, claimed on waivers uh, this season, but. This past season, so yeah, those are the those are the great things because we follow them so closely at the AHL and, and you get to be around them um, a little bit, and th- then you get to kind of talk with them and stuff. And, and there's not as much coverage of AHL hockey, but then you see them make that progression to the NHL, and that's really the cool side of it because you know that they put in the work and and they're getting this opportunity and and what can they do with it and and that you get to you get to see that so. Um, there's a lot and of good things it, about being around an NHL club, but for us, especially for what we're trying to do, that, that is a that is a rewarding part of, of the job that, that we're trying to do.
1: And I also get to see the NCAA players make the moves. Yeah, and you're, uh, and you're from further NCAA connection with the NCAA to, yeah. to AHL and, and I, then I, on yeah, to the NHL set. So yeah yeah so anyway that's kind of the focus of the pro hockey west report is uh and we'll do a lot of weekday stuff um you know my schedule with ncaa hockey is pretty busy on the weekends but uh, there's sunday games and there's a lot of weekdays games that i can get to and of course you'll be out and about getting as much as you can too so uh we hope people like the show we hope you want to tune in and uh, find out what's going on we are not a breaking news uh type of podcast we're a feature type podcast and yet we can't go deep into the features on here um it's fun to do and that's why i came up with the uh seven minute spotlight so the guys know when they do an interview if they agree to do it it's just going to be seven minutes or less we're not going to drag them on into 10 15 20 minutes of their time they're busy they spend a lot of time on the ice and practicing and uh when they have off time they like off time but I just think it's important to touch on that, and that's kind of the plan as we uh, move around the uh, Pacific Division of the American Hockey League.
2: And I'm sure I'm correct in saying this, you know, we haven't really, uh, but it's the the coverage side of things will will still be there in a way when we're at we'll, we'll go to games and we'll we'll put stuff out there on. On social media, is it Twitter? Or is it still, is it X now, or is it still Twitter? No, I yeah, think it's, I think it's X I mean. now. Elon's messing with things again with with the, <laughs> with the birds, uh, with, with the, formerly the bird thing now on X, but uh, whatever that's going to be called. But uh, that that platform and and others as well, and we'll we'll still have a podcast. But a lot of these features, I'm sure, will be will be standalone video stuff that will be on on YouTube as well. So there'll be a and, a and my plan is
1: my plan is to try to play two or three uh, on our podcast as well. So uh, you know a portion of the show. We'll have uh, some of the video stuff too. So, and, and dare um, I-,
2: I say, we'll try to be more uh, more social media savvy. Not that we aren't already putting stuff out there, but we try to put some stuff out there uh, i know you're you're very uh, in tune with the social medias so <laughs> that'll be no yeah, problem I'm a, little, for you. I'm a
1: little too in tune with it <laughs> anyway. especially anyway. instagram
2: i know you're great with the gram so i'm sure you'll
1: <laughs> yeah you're the gram man
2: <laughs> or threads now or whatever that is or
1: <laughs> yeah. how many followers you got on threads right now got the six yet Did you hit I, double digits yeah. yet
2: well i'm not on threads. i didn't sign up but i
1: put the rocky west report on threads i think oh we're, great Are we get to 10 yet
2: well, maybe I don't know. I have to check it. I have to check it. <laughs> anyway. But, uh...
1: Anyway, um, and to wrap things up tonight, I want to talk about an event that's been around uh, since the Vegas Golden Knights have been around. Um, yes, the Battle of Vegas. Yep, the Vegas. Uh, the since Battle Las Vegas. Since Las Vegas ballpark
2: opened up in uh, in Summerlin,
1: there. Yep, and uh, you had the opportunity to go out there and uh, see some of the players. I know you sent me a clip that I'm going to play here, and uh, I'm going to let you talk about it first, and then we'll play a clip from uh, one Jack Eichel who came back uh, in his off time to uh, to play in it. And, of course, Riley Smith is the guy that started it yep. and now no longer being a Golden Knight, which is uh, already sad for a lot of people, myself included. Uh, they were talking the other day about him uh, having the A on his jersey from day one. And, um, man, how do you replace Riley Smith? I don't know. I don't know how you do it. But you have to do it in a cap world, and that was all they could do. And, He's going to a great organization with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So yeah, he get to play it, with uh, Sidney you know.
2: Crosby and, and Malkin, at least on the same team. I'm Probably not on the same line, but certainly the same team as those guys. So they're pretty good players.
1: Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, and he still loves Vegas. I would not be surprised if he didn't keep his off-season home uh, in Vegas year-round as well. So yeah, we'll see.
2: Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh I know Ryan Reeves still has a home here. He played in the battle for Vegas, the, he still <laughs> loves it here and of course has a business venture involved with it with uh with his with his beer, It's a seven five beer. A free plug for them I guess too. But um but yeah, he's involved with that. But uh yeah, for Riley Smith, uh this is and I had we we got to talk to Riley Smith, but of course that audio didn't uh, pan out. Well, of, course of course not. Of course not. And I asked him a couple of questions during that too. I thought we're really. I I should have tried to find. I didn't. Should have asked one of the news channels that were there to, to send it to me. I, uh, but uh, anyways. Uh, but no, it was it was great. Uh, it was the first time I'd been to that. It's like I said. This is its its fourth season. Uh, it's usually it's the uh, the team made, made up of, of Golden Knights players. Usually, of course, this year is a mixed in with a couple of. Uh, ace players or former baseball players uh at least one and then the and then the, the team compiled of raiders players the las vegas raiders or still were the oakland raiders when this thing started but but now the las vegas raiders and this year that that captain was max crosby and uh, and had several of the raiders guys on there and uh and actually uh, one of the raiders players took a big uh, fly ball onto his uh face and got a uh, got some And uh, and and probably a nice nice shiner as he uh, shows up to training camp this week for the the NFL team. But uh, actually, he didn't. Yesterday was the first day of training camp for the uh, Raiders, and he wasn't there. So I don't know if that was if that was planned or if maybe they give him an extra day to recover from getting getting that uh, foul ball or fly ball off of his face. But anyways, uh, back to the hockey side of it. But yeah, Riley Smith is is kind of he's well not kind of he's the guy that spearheaded this uh, for. what, six years ago. There, there was a year, obviously, they couldn't do it because of the pandemic, so it's just four or two four, And, it, and then the first season, 2018, they didn't do one because Las Vegas Ballpark wasn't there yet. So since 2019, they've done it. And uh, the Raiders team uh, won the first two, and then now the, the Golden Knights side have won the, the two uh, on the last two. And of course, this one was certainly the most important because of of, of Riley Smith. And, and it was really cool because um, as we've talked about with Riley Smith and everything there. But, of course, Golden Knights coming off being a Stanley Cup champion, so they're still that high of it. Sell out crowd there at Las Vegas Ballpark, and this is a pretty popular event each year. It's a fun event. Um, it was really cool. Like I said, first time I've been to it, and to, to to see it and just to see how it's put on, it's it's very cool. And it's really – some of these guys can really hit the ball. I mean, former Golden Knight Dylan Coughlin, boy, he really could hit the uh, – the ball, the the softball out in the, in the home run derby. He was hitting some even out into the leaving the ballpark. I mean, not just the the, the makeshift uh, wall that they put that they bring in for this, but the actual wall that is there in Las Vegas ballpark. And then even beyond that, almost hitting City Nationals. So, I mean, he hit some really out. Of course, Kinsako hit a few out, of course. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> he was part of this. But yeah, it was a great event. And and what was two things that were really cool, especially with Bradley Smith, they, the I guess the fans in the seats they had, they had a part of a sign, and it would when they lifted them up. Uh, when at, I think it was between the third or the fourth inning, somewhere in, in between the the innings, he was on the field, and they did a tribute video of the things that he's done because it raises a lot of money for charity. That's the important part of this; it raises money for charity, and uh, it's, so that's that's great. It goes to some great causes, but they had these the fans hold up these signs, and it across the the. the the stands it said thank you riley and so that was really cool um he was down there on the field with his with his his wife and and, and their and their daughter their daughter who's not very old yet so i think uh, and uh and what was cool at the end of the game they, they they end up winning the former a's guy hits hits the ball out and and they win the game so they have the fireworks and i go down onto the field and and uh, Riley's down there with with watching the fireworks, and I get a great shot of from behind of them watching the fireworks, and I just thought that was cool. I put that out on on all the channel, and it was just really cool. And and yeah, it was really cool. And and it was a great event. And and it's you're
1: missing like, you're missing the biggest point of all. This raised a ton of yes, money for charity. I mentioned charities. that. I said it mentions, I mentioned. Okay, that. Okay, I, I miss that. I miss it.
2: Yeah, I miss it, it, it. Money raises for there's money raised for charity, which is the most important part of this. And like I said, it's a great thing with and being able to to tie in the two pro franchises with the Golden Knights who came in first, obviously and then the having the Raiders, but even before they were here, they were representing them because they were Oakland still, but were going to be the Vegas Raiders and having teams compiled of of Raiders of a team with Raiders players and being able to use those two pro teams in Vegas now with being able to have this kind of friendly or not maybe not so friendly competition on the softball field. <laughs> And and here's even interesting. Even the the A's were now represented in this, but they had some uh, representation, obviously, with um, during this. Not a team, but just their 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 image. And stuff. Well, they
1: have a little problem with when this is played. <laughs> They're in the middle of their baseball season, so.
2: No, I know. Uh, no, I mean, but they had they had the former A's guy. They had Jose Canseco, who of course played with the. But I mean, so they have they have that. Yeah, I, mean, get and they, I get you it. You can only have two teams anyway. You can't have a third team. So, uh, but. I just think it's interesting because you have that. There's a lot of talk about the A's and what they're going to, if they're moving to Vegas, if they're going to be part of this. So uh part of the pro sports market. So, so that's kind of cool, but, but, and, and this is going to continue on. It sounds like this will continue on even beyond, but yeah, I mean, Ry- I mean, Ryan Reeves participated in this. He's a former knight, but he still loves to this event. Um, Nick Hague in his interview with us said, this is probably the coolest thing that, that we do all year, you know, community stuff or whatever. So, um, yeah, and then Jack Eichel talks about in the clip that you're going to play about Riley Smith and, and what he's meant to Vegas and to the city and, and, of course, what it was like with the Stanley Cup. He uh, had his day with the Stanley Cup. So why don't we go ahead and play
1: that? Absolutely. We'll do it right now.
0: Vegas. Well, I mean, he's the ultimate character guy and, um, you know, an incredible teammate and incredible ambassador for the Golden Knights organization in this community and, you know, what he's done for – the organization in the city has been awesome, and when you see an event like this, um, I know how much it means to him, so uh, to be able to come out and support him is pretty good.
1: How was your cup party? I mean, was it what, it, what you thought it or What you dreamed? I mean, I, I don't know if you really ever have an ex-
0: expectation, um, you know, but it, it, it was an awesome day, and... You know, so many people came and supported me, and, and being able to bring it around a few places that mean a lot to me, and, and um, you know, and see people that I haven't seen in a while—it uh, was a pretty great day.
1: So there you go. That's uh, Jack Eichel, who uh, had his day with the cup already, and it continues to move around. And that's one of the things that's uh, great about hockey. I think the AHL is even doing that too. I saw the uh, the Hershey Bears have brought their cup around, and uh, that's—it's really. Kind of bittersweet now and i wish i could have seen what it would be like right here with coachella valley but you know what you gotta earn your stripes sometimes
2: well we also found out too aiden hill we found out the history of the unlv jersey which was a big big part which was a big thing from the parade and the rally because of uh he, he had that and of course we, we didn't really know where, where that came from because we didn't really get to talk to them to them after that and and so that was kind of the first we got to hear from that. And his dad had, it was a big running rebel fan growing up and it was significant because it was kind of a tie to the 1990 championship team really, you know, with, with Larry Johnson and that championship team. So we found out that his his dad had gotten in for him at that Jersey as a birthday present and was sitting in his closet and thought it would be a cool thing to, to wear at the, so he snuck it under the, the, the shirts that they had for the, the championship shirts and and uh, and wore that during the parade, so that was that was cool. That his his dad was a UNLV fan, got him that jersey for for his birthday just this year, and was able to wear that during the parade. And they had no idea he had he had no idea would get as big of a play um, on the uh, on that. But um, I think people here in Vegas, especially with, with that love still from that that championship team of 1990 with the Running Rebels, people just really seem to love Aiden Hill even more after after he did that. So that was uh that was cool. and, and Aiden Hill even even though he was more sober this time than when he was interviewed during the parade, uh, still very a calm, cool, collected guy. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, he's just, he's so, it seems like so laid back, so going, you know, just his answers to, they're so like quick,
1: you know, they're not, a not very elaborate That's answers. what they do. He's a goldfinner. <laughs> That's what they do.
2: But you mentioned the, uh, the Stanley Cup. Uh, we'll give it a little update on where it's been. Uh, it's been in Canada a little bit. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon got it recently, took it back to Brand- Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, there was a cool picture tweeted out by the keeper of the cup, of him of Kelly under the uh, picture of his brother Brad McCrimmon, who of course has lost his life uh, several years ago, and so that was kind of cool. And and then he had the cup sitting on his desk. Um, new Silver Knights coach, the uh, Ryan Craig, uh, has had got to eat some stuff out of it. Uh, Peorgis is uh, out of the cup. Uh, Pirogis. So, Pirogis. Sorry. Pirogis. sorry. Get it
1: right, Canadian.
2: <laughs> Brett Howden. Uh, had it uh, for a day, and so he's had it. Of course, Mark Stone took it back to his his place in Winnipeg uh, where it all began for him, so that was cool. And and then it made its way back here in Henderson. And, uh, Nick Hague had it, uh, I guess, today, and up in, uh, and surprised everybody at uh, City Hall So it's in Henderson. So it's uh, it's making its rounds for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh it's one of the great things, great traditions. Okay, that wraps up another edition. I'll let you uh, take it away, and then we'll see you again with little Roger Klein of the Peacemakers.
2: From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by Summer Skates. Go to IceTimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates banners for personalized shoes and koozies for you or your team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Rewards member and get the most out of every stay at Caesars Resort. Buy Toyota, support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile, get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to T-Mobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available at all of your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the Hockey West.com network.
1: Uh, and our apologies for last night. We had some really bad connections tonight. Much, much better. So, uh, we will work on improving things as things, uh, change for us. And, uh, we'll say goodnight night with Roger Klein of the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.